Well, good morning, Cityate Church and all of our online guests. Today, we're going to carry on with our series called Life in the Spirit. And today, I want to speak to us about being filled with the Spirit. Um, it says over in the fourth chapter of Luke, in verse 1, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, it says, And being filled with the Spirit, he was led out into the wilderness. It says in Acts chapter 4 and verse 8, and speaking of the apostle Peter, it says, and so Peter, being filled with the Spirit, he spoke. In Ephesians and in uh, chapter 5, verse 18, it says, do not be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. I think it's clear, and there are so many scriptures actually about being filled with the Spirit. I think it's very, very clear. God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit to be full of the Holy Spirit. But I want us to answer the question today, what does that mean? What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? See, the Amplified Version gives us a better sense. The Amplified Version of Luke chapter 4 gives us a, perhaps a better understanding, a better sense, because if we just think about being filled with the Spirit, it can sort of, you know, think about being full or being empty or something being poured out. I think about the glass I have here of water. It's sort of not quite full. Um, it's not filled. And for one person full, you know, they'd say, well, that's a full glass of water, but I can get some more in there. And if I have a quick um, drink, it isn't now as full as it was. And it's a shame, really, that we have that understanding of the person of the Holy Spirit. But as I say, the Amplified Version gives us a better understanding. It says this. It says, so the Lord Jesus Christ being filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, I need to qualify that just a little bit. Last week, we found out that the Holy Spirit comes like a dove. He does not come like a vulture. He doesn't come to control. He doesn't come to oppress. He doesn't come, you know, to take away your free will. We still have choices to make. We still need to be obedient. We still hear the voice and we walk, you know, in the way he walks. He doesn't take control in our lives. I'm passionate about this and have been for many years, actually, because, you know, we pray, oh, God, come and take control. And God, God says, no, I don't want to take control. What I want to do is be in authority and I want to work with you. I want to lead you and to guide you, not to control you. See, the devil wants to control things of the demonic realm. They want to control. Some people want to control, but God doesn't want to control. He wants to work with. However, the Amplified says, being filled with and controlled by giving us the understanding of influence, <clears throat> of influence. Not control against the will of Jesus Christ, but control in agreement with the will of Jesus Christ. He was saying, Lord, Father, I want you to have your way in my life. You see, to be filled with the Holy Spirit is not an amount of the Holy Spirit. If you've said yes to Jesus Christ, you can't be empty. You can't be half full. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, in fact, the Bible says Father, Son and Holy Spirit, all the fullness of the Godhead now live inside your life. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he doesn't sort of come and go and fill you up and then empty you out. 
we're not speaking about an amount of the Holy Spirit. We're speaking about the influence of the Holy Spirit. How much are we influenced from God's Word, from the power of the Holy Spirit, from the Heavenly Father? How much are we under the influence of the Holy Spirit? Are we completely under the influence of the Holy Spirit that we hear the slightest word He speaks and we're obedient every time He speaks and we understand things about the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit? Are we, are we completely under the influence of the Holy Spirit or is His influence very little in our lives? Even though He fills our lives as far as we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, are we are we fully under his influence or are we just a little bit under his influence? That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. It's not an amount. It's how much are we influenced by the person of the Holy Spirit. See, God has already given to us all things for life and for godliness. The Bible is clear about that. And we partake of all those things for life and godliness as we get hold of the promises of God, as we hear the voice of God, as we get hold of his word, as faith is built in our lives. And all these things are the work of the person of the Holy Spirit. So let's think about influence today. What areas does the Holy Spirit want to influence in our lives? If there's this expression in the Bible to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and we now understand that to be to be fully influenced by the Holy Spirit, then which areas does he want to influence as a priority in our lives? Well, the first area that he wants to influence is our mind. Our mind is so often our deciding factor. You see, we are in the Spirit. The Bible clearly tells us this, Romans chapter 8. We are in the Spirit if we've received Jesus Christ as Lord. We'll probably get onto that a little bit today, but we are in the Spirit. If we've received the Holy Spirit, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we have a new engine on the inside. But that engine needs to influence how we relate in the world. And that is through our soul. That's your mind, your will, your emotions. And often the deciding factor and the war that we face on a daily basis is the war of the heart and the flesh, what the Bible calls the flesh. And at the very you know, center of the whole understanding of the flesh is the way we think. You see, we have a mind, and that is like a computer. It's something that we need to reprogram. It's something that we need to, to take care of. The Bible says to guard your heart, and the Bible says, you know, we put a helmet of salvation on, which really guards what I would say our mind and our emotions, our thought life. How we think is absolutely vital. The Bible says, as, as a man thinks in his heart, so he'll be, and our heart is now isn't the problem because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. If we've said yes to Jesus, we're filled with the Spirit of God. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. But there's so often a communication um, lack or a breakdown between the heart where God speaks and where his spirit is and faith is and all the fruit of the Holy Spirit is already deposited in our heart, but it all needs to get through to our mind the way we think. So the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit, means the Holy Spirit needs to influence the way we think. Here it says in the 8th chapter of Romans, verses 6 and 7, it says, those who live according to the flesh 
or the way they feel, the way their emotions are, the way they think. If we live that way, they have their minds set on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, that's the realm of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the person of the Spirit, those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded or to think like everybody else, to think the way you feel and, and all that sort of stuff, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The Amplified Version says this, set their mind on the things of the Spirit. Set their mind on the things of the Spirit. You see, the first way God wants us to be filled with His Spirit is for that Spirit that is on the inside of us to have huge influence on the way we think. What's going on in your mind? What's going on in your thought life? What's going on in the way you think? It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, a verse that so many, you know, I've heard this prayed and quoted so many times. Oh, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. It hasn't entered into the heart of man or the mind of man or into the thoughts of man what God has prepared for those who love him. You see, God works in mysterious ways. You know, God's ways are past finding out. We hear all that sort of thing prayed, but it's absolutely not what that passage says. It basically says this, even though the Old Testament said, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, you can't think this stuff, but now we have received the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that searches the deep things of God. For the Holy Spirit knows what's inside God and knows the mind of the Father, and we have received the Holy Spirit that we have access to the mind of Christ. Or to say it like this, we can think the thoughts of God because the Spirit of God is on the inside of us and the Spirit of God on the inside of us can renew our minds by His Word, by the Spirit of faith, through compassion. Our minds can be completely renewed to thinking a different way, which means our whole life will be transformed. See, I've been asked so many times, people have asked me to pray for them for all sorts of different things over many, many years. And sometimes there's a sense of this, you know, can you pray for me, Pastor Jay, that, that you know, my flesh is going to be dealt with once and for all? There's that sort of a, of a prayer. And I think, no, I can't pray that prayer because this is a lifetime journey. As we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit, and as we allow him who is on the inside of us to influence our lives, the first place he wants to influence is the way we think. And that doesn't happen externally. All of a sudden, we stop thinking like that and we start to think, you know, a totally different way. We start to think the thoughts of God. No, it doesn't happen as a result of a prayer or someone laying hands on you. It's as we open ourselves to the person of the Holy Spirit and allow his influence into our minds. You see, your mind is the transforming factor in your life. Your whole life is transformed as your mind is renewed. The Bible tells us to take captive every thought and command it to be in line with the Word of God. How do we do that? Through the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit wants to influence the way we think. Our thoughts, the way we think, our Im imagination is absolutely vital to our faith life. How we think 
how we dream. I'm not just talking about overnight, but the dreams we have, the desires we have. You know what? They need to be in line. The thoughts we think need to be in line with the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside. How does that happen? As we pray, as we get into God's word, he can transform our lives and we can start to think the thoughts of Almighty God. Strongholds are pulled down and we can think on a whole new level as we pray in the spirit, as we spend time in God's word, our lives will be transformed. That's what it is. First way, that's what it is to be filled with the Spirit, to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit is to allow the Holy Spirit to renew our minds. The second way that he wants to influence our lives is, is this. Number two is, is physically, is physically. Again, we're in the eighth chapter here and, and verse 11, it says, but if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, and I'm going to add in a little bit there because we know from Hebrews chapter 1 and chapter 2 that it was the oil of joy which raised Jesus from the dead. That was the release that happened on the third day. It was the oil of joy which the Father released to anoint the Lord Jesus Christ and raise him from the dead. Most amazing thing that's ever, ever happened. So if the same spirit of joy, I'm going to put in there, the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and he does if you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, then he who raised Christ from the dead, which is the spirit, he will also give life to your physical body, the body you have now. It's not the body you get after you die and go to heaven or the one that Jesus gives you when he comes back. The one you have now, the, this thing. God is going to give life to my mortal body. Can I say he's going to influence me physically through the spirit who dwells in you. You see, as the Holy Spirit lives in us, I'm not saying that every day we're going to live in some kind of feeling that we're glowing or, or we're feeling. But the Bible does say this, that God's glory, the same glory that shines in the face of Jesus Christ, has shone in our physical body. It's in there. The glory of God's in there. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of us. You know, I talked the other week about how, how God opens your eyes to Bible verses and there's an explosion of truth. But I can remember when I first realized that I'm actually filled with the Spirit of God. He lives on the inside of me. And I, and I thought, wow, I'm full of Almighty God. And it did something. I can't explain what it did in me. It just absolutely transformed the way I think and the way I live my life. Why? Because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead can give life to my physical body. That will affect everything from how, how um, a, a pure I am, you know, it says a couple of um, chapters earlier, it's, it says about how we present our physical body to God as instruments for God to use. We present our eyes, we present our ears, we present our hands and our feet and our legs. We present our whole physical body for God to anoint and for God to work through. I mean, in the Old Testament, you know, King David said this, for by my God, you know, can I put here, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I can run through a troop and I can leap over a wall. The Spirit of God could affect him physically. We find out about Elijah. 
there was a time when it says the hand of God, which is another way to say the Spirit of God. The hand of God came upon Elijah and it says, and he girded up his loins and he ran ahead of a king's chariot. Absolutely amazing. He was empowered physically. You can find that Jesus Christ walked on the water. Wow. That's the anointing power of the Holy Spirit. I know that's going out there a little bit now, and that's not my daily experience, I'll tell you that. But, you know, for the Holy Spirit to empower our lives will affect us physically, and God wants us to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit to receive the power of God upon our lives. You know what? A scripture we read earlier, it says, do not be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit. Can I say it like this? Do not be drunk with wine, but instead give yourself to a different influence, the influence of the Holy Spirit. You see, so often we give ourselves to things which are not helpful. We entertain ourselves with things which are not helpful. We get involved with things which are not going to be helpful for our spiritual life. But instead of all of that, Almighty God wants us to, on a daily basis, say, Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you. I yield myself in my mind, but I, every part of my life, I give myself to you, Lord Jesus. There is such a push in the world today for what the Bible you know, speaks about, lust, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, all of that stuff going on in the world. And sometimes we, you know, again, I've been asked by people so many times to pray and they, and they say, you know, I've got a problem with my flesh. Perhaps it's an anger problem. Perhaps it's a lust problem. Perhaps it's something else in their lives. And there's a bit of an understanding, you know, that often people have that if I deal with my flesh, if I deal with my physical body, if I deal with my lust and my flesh and my emotions, if I deal with that, then I'll walk in the spirit. But actually, the opposite is true. The Bible says if you walk in the Spirit, your physical body won't be a problem. If you walk in the Spirit, that anger won't be a problem. If you walk in the Spirit, then the impatience or the unforgiveness and all the other stuff won't be a problem. So I absolutely believe that as we walk in the Spirit, it can affect us physically in every way from, from how... Um, how pure we are, all the way through to physical health in our body. You see, I thank God that Jesus Christ is my healer. But I don't want to live my life getting sick and getting healed and getting sick and getting healed and getting sick and getting healed. That's not what I believe God's will is for my life. I believe that as we walk in the Spirit, and I'm not saying that we are immune to everything that goes on in the world, but I do believe this, that the glory of God on the inside of us, the Spirit of God on the inside of us gives life to our physical body and that absolutely affects our health life. There was a man many years ago who absolutely proved um, that a, um, as a virus touched his body, he was out there, you know, healing the sick and he was um, preaching the gospel and the most amazing things were going on in the middle of a plague. And so, you know, the um, other people came to him and said, how come you're not getting sick? What's going on? And this is really pertinent for now. And please, I, I understand what I'm saying. We're in a world that's being affected by a COVID virus. But I also believe with everything on the inside of me that the spirit of life can even overcome that in Jesus' name. 
And so he, he said, it's the glory of God on the inside of me. And they put the plague on him. And this... And he didn't catch it. And it was under, you know, conditions. They examined him under the microscope, etc., etc. And the plague died when it touched his physical body. I'm not saying let's be careless. I'm very aware that at the moment everyone's wearing masks and so we should. And everybody's socially distancing and so we should. But I also refuse to live in fear on something that I believe the law of the spirit of life, the anointing of the Holy Spirit can give life to my physical body. And I want to encourage you today that to be filled with the Holy Spirit means we don't think in fear and we think the thoughts of God and we think the thoughts of faith and we think the thoughts that are above and not the things that are down here. But we also allow the Holy Spirit to affect us physically. And that's everything from, you know, handing our lives to God every day and saying, God, I want my life to glorify you. But also I believe that same spirit on the inside can affect us physically in our health life as well. What's the third way that God wants to influence, to be filled with the spirit? is not an amount, it's an influence. So what's the third way or the third area of our, of our experience and our daily lives where God wants to influence that we can be filled with the Spirit. It's in our words. It's in our words. What we say. A number of examples in the Bible, you know, some that I read, but others that I didn't read. It says this, and they being filled with the Spirit said. And the Apostle Paul being filled with the Spirit, he said. The Apostle Peter, all the way through the book of Acts, being filled with the Spirit he said, see, there's something about being filled with the Spirit, being under the influence of the Spirit, which means it changes the words that we speak. It changes the words we say. It says in the um, 12th chapter of Matthew, verses 33 to 35, either you make a tree good and its fruit is going to be good or else you make a tree bad and the fruit is going to be bad for a tree is known by its fruit. And then he says, you hypocrites, you brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. A good man out of the good um, treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. It says elsewhere in the Bible, the book of James, it says we bring out sweet water and cursed water, the blessed water and the cursed water out of our mouths. It's as if we speak this and then we speak that. It says, brothers, this should not be. There should be a stream of a purity coming out of our out of our mouths. Why? Because something's happened in our heart. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside. You see, I believe as we're filled with the Spirit, that's not more of the Holy Spirit, but as we are more under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it's going to affect the words we speak. We're going to speak wholesome words and not things of being nasty or critical or undermining people's lives. We're going to speak edifying words that strengthen other people, that give strength to people, give comfort to people. We're going to be speaking faith filled words, not words full of doubt and unbelief and it can't happen and it won't happen and it's all going wrong. We're going to be declaring, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and lay hands on the sick and they recover and whatever I sow, I reap or whatever it is that you're declaring. Your mouth will be filled with faith-filled words. What's that? 
you know, and as, we, as we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to be speaking words of compassion, words of empathy, words of love, words that build people up. We're also going to be speaking words that are prophetic and that are creative. I absolutely believe as we are led by the Holy Spirit, we are the prophet of our own life. I absolutely believe that. I believe for God's will to come to pass in my life, I need to agree with him. I need to declare it. I need to pray it. I need to prophesy it. So on a daily basis, as I'm filled with the person of the Holy Spirit, as I open my life to him, it means that there's going to be this stream of good fruit coming out of my life, declaring what God's will is for my tomorrows. So how can we be filled with the Spirit? As I, as I close, as we understand today now that to be filled means to be under the influence. It's not an amount of the Holy Spirit. It's to what extent he's able to influence our lives in the way we think, in our physical life, and in the words we speak. So how can we be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, in the Bible verses that I know about being filled with the Spirit and about the floods of God coming out, you know what Jesus says? He says, come and drink. He says, come and drink. For us to be filled with the Spirit, we need to drink of the Spirit. We need to be absorbing Him into our lives. We need to be praying in the Spirit. We need to be in the Word of God. It's all the things that we know and we've heard so many times before, but we need to on purpose and by faith say, Holy Spirit, influence my life. Influence all these areas, influence the way I think, influence the words I speak, influence me physically. How does that happen? Well, from my experience, there's a number of ways which, which are really the keys for being filled, being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The first one is to enter into praise and worship. And I say enter into praise and worship. See, praise is not just, I love you, Jesus. It's a whole body experience. It's lifting your hands. It's dancing. It's kneeling down. It's lying on your face. It's, it's singing. It's shining. It's jumping. All of these things is what the Bible says. And if we want the Holy Spirit to influence us physically and influence us in our thoughts and influence us in our words, then we need to yield those parts of our lives to God. We need to praise God with all our heart with all our mind, with all our soul, with all our strength. As we yield to God in praise, then he fills us with his spirit. And it's in times of incredible praise that, that God sets captives free. It's in times of the most incredible intimacy when we're, our hands are lifted or we're on our face to God or we're, or we're on our knees or we're singing in tongues and singing in the Spirit. We'll get onto that in some other weeks. But as we spend time with the Holy Spirit, you know what? His influence affects more and more of our lives. It's as if other things that have influenced, that have been a priority or a distraction are removed out of our lives. And we are more in tune, more hooked up to the person of the Holy Spirit. We need to empty out other influences in order to be filled with the influence of the Holy Spirit. I don't know, perhaps there are things in your life, perhaps there are in my life that we need to say, you know what, enough's enough. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to see that anymore. I'm not going to go there anymore. The Christian life is not about don't do this and don't do that. But that verse said, do not be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit. That's what the New Testament says. Perhaps for you, it's not an, you know, an issue of being 
drunk with something, but perhaps it's, you know, do not have the TV on 10 hours a day. Do not be on social media five hours a day. I don't know. You apply it to your own life. I know what perhaps God's saying to me at this time. But instead of doing all of that, come on, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instead of giving all your attention to things which will drain the influence of God from your life. Come on, why don't you open up in praise and worship? Why don't you stand to your feet and dance and shout and clap, turn off the TV, put on a praise CD. I don't know, apply it however I believe God, in, um, Almighty God is speaking into your life. But instead of being drunk with wine, let's be filled with the Holy Spirit. How else do we drink from the Holy Spirit? Jesus said, come to me and drink and you'll be in full flood. You'll be under the full influence of the Holy Spirit. How else do we drink? Well, we drink as we pray in faith and we have a thankful attitude. As we come in to the presence of God and we say, thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for filling me with life and godliness. Thank you for taking out an old heart and putting in a new heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live on the inside of me. I humble myself under your mighty hand and you declare, you know, the prayers of faith is not, oh God, will you do something with me? It's thank you, Heavenly Father, you're doing a work in me. You've opened doors before me no one can shut. You're cleaning me up. You're honing me. You're strengthening me. You're purifying me. You're renewing my mind. You're transforming my life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the incredible work you're doing in my life. It's just amazing what God does and to stir up a gratitude and a thankfulness. It's like being filled again. It's like being filled afresh with the presence of and the person of the Holy Spirit. And the last way I've got here about, about how to be filled and how to drink of the person of the Holy Spirit is to pray in tongues. And we're going to be dealing with this in other weeks, but to pray in tongues, to pray in your known language if you can't yet pray in tongues, but just to say every believer can pray in tongues because there's a river on the inside which is just waiting to come out. We heard a... a a story just the other day of a lady in our academy here and um, you know she's been going through my online things in the morning which I haven't been doing over the last few weeks but but she's been going through those again and at the end of it I'm saying come on if you can pray in tongues go for it and she thought you know what I will and she went for it and she just started to pray in tongues and I don't know if she never had before but she certainly this was something really new for her and she's just developing praying in tongues you know what friend you can pray in tongues if you're a believer you can just open open up and say, thank you, Father God, for filling my life right now. We'll deal with this other weeks. I know we will. But you know what? To pray in tongues is for every believer. And it's a pouring out of the spirit that is on the inside. It's something that you pour out. It's not something that the Holy Spirit comes and takes control over your life. It's a pouring out of praise and worship. It's a pouring out. And as we pour out, as we pray in tongues out from, the, out from our inside, this flood of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, you know what? We are growing more and more under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Friend, I hope you've got something out of today. I know I've gone into a little bit of a teachy side today, which I haven't really done online before, but, but um, I just want to encourage you to drink of the Holy Spirit, 
to be filled with the person of the Holy Spirit every day. Holy Spirit, fill my life afresh. It's not an emptying out and a refilling. It's a Lord, I give you influence. I give you control over these parts of my life, the way I think. I want to think the thoughts of God. Physically, I present my body as an instrument for my relationship with God and my tongue. The Bible says in James, no man can tame the tongue. We're not talking about trying to tame the tongue. We're talking about a different river coming out from the inside. As we give God our words, all heaven can break loose in our lives. Friend, have an amazing week. I just believe that as we're hearing these things, God wants us every day to go from strength to strength as we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. But you know what? The very start of this life in the Holy Spirit is to give your life to Jesus Christ. Of course, the Holy Spirit has been at work. He's been speaking to you and trying to lead you to Jesus Christ. But the whole point of the Holy Spirit is to hook us up with our Savior, Jesus Christ. To transform our character to be like Jesus. For His will to be done in our lives. But the first step is for us to say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord, as my Savior, as my friend, that I, I give my life to you. Thank you for dying for me. You died in order to give me life. I'm not going to ignore that anymore. I'm going to receive you in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer with me. Whether you've prayed this prayer before or not, or perhaps this is the first time you've ever really prayed it, but something is about to happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember I prayed the prayer back in 1984 and I received Jesus Christ as Lord and everything changed. I didn't get a new personality. I didn't get a new body. Everything changed on the inside. A new engine room, which affected and influenced every part of my life. Took me out of darkness and into light. Took me out of death and into life. And friend, I'm going to ask you to pray that prayer with me now. Why don't you pray this line by line after I've said it. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you've demonstrated your love through sending your son to die on a cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I receive you as my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you. And by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, something amazing has just happened on the inside. Whether you feel different or not is really irrelevant. You've released your faith. You've given your life to Jesus and He's now Lord of your life. The Holy Spirit has come in and He's, it says in the Bible, He has removed out the old dead heart that we all had and He's put in a brand new, alive, heart full of life and full of energy, full of the life of God. Friend, it's this brand new day for you. It's the start of a new journey. There's going to be other steps of getting hold of a Bible and spending time in the Bible and being part of a church in your area. If you're around here, please, we'd love to see you in Citygate Church. But whoever you are, friend, this is the first day for the rest of your life. God 
has got a life for you to keep in step with the person of the Holy Spirit. God bless you, have an amazing week. And for everybody online today, do everything you can to help make somebody else's life great. And I will see you next week. God bless you.